Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so thankful that you're listening. Um, I'm going to say this off and on for a while um, and try to move this direction a little bit with a little more intent. If you listen to this with any regularity or you listen, this is the first time. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you know something that I'm talking about that I'm wrong and you're right, um, criticism, preferably from a place of encouragement. Um, but hey, I'm open to correction too. I often say there are many things I do not understand and uh, am always open to anyone helping me if there's a topic I discuss or commentary that I share that you have more understanding, more clarity, more insight, more truth than what you hear me share. I'm always open to that. Um, and so contact me and and along those lines, I mentioned this last time, really for the first time since I started this podcast, is like, you know, if, if, if you listen and, and these things land somewhere with you, resonates with what you're hearing, what you're desiring, what you're doing, what you're wanting to do, would you contact me? Um, not to send me your love gift. I don't, this isn't some Christian TV telethon. Would you... Would you contact us so that we can send you a cassette tape with a love gift of $45 a month? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that for sure. But I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to meet you. We would love to come to where you are. I'm telling you, friends, like I just feel like the seed of God has come alive in me. And I want to share it. I want to cast the seed out, as I often say, upon any fertile ground in, within the intersection of my life that God would bring about. So I'll leave that there. Contact me some way, somehow. I will say we need to make it more accessible to do that, and to make it easier. I don't know that we even have that readily available for you to reach out to us. Um, I need to work on that. So that being said, I, I had an interesting experience. I'm, I'm out working today. It's rainy. We're heading out of town for several days. Um, to visit family um, tomorrow morning, trying to tie up some loose ends, really stinky work week, um, but it is what it is, and so uh, I'm, I'm ending early today, and now let me just, this is just one of these things that's so strange, and I want to ask you a question. What is the level of your faith? What's the present level of your faith? What what level, let's make it simple, on a scale of 1 to 10, how strong is your level of faith today? <laughs> Seriously, where do you feel like you operate in with regularity in regards to expectation of anything beyond yourself and not just some self-help self -help guru stuff like how how great do you believe you can do something great today for the world? I'm not saying that. Like your expectation of Yahweh God eternal using you, doing anything to reveal himself through you, to you, to move in the midst of your circumstances, to bring about circum certain circumstances, to change circumstances, or to leave you in the middle of them and teach you and train you in the middle of 
the circumstance. What is your level of faith and expectation? I'll give you two seconds to think about that. One to ten. What is your expectation of faith? In your own life. Okay, now wherever you land on that one to ten chart, unless you're a maxed out ten... In that case, please contact me. I'd like to talk to you and figure out your, your recipe of success. But assuming you're anywhere below a 10, I have, I have just some encouraging words for us. Okay, so, and it comes from this just, man, it's just so cool how when we, when we just give ourselves to be spiritual men, the Lord just speaks through such random, unique ways. In just crazy circumstances. And so I'm working today, and I'm, I've got to paint a little bit of a picture here for those of you, the many of you, the majority, who just don't know like what I do and where and how and all these things. You hear me reference with regularity where we live and the remoteness of it. And, and so, again, just in case you have not heard before, we live on a 10-acre property in the southwestern Virginia mountains. A simple little farmhouse with relatively simple lives. Now, I started my business in 1996 working in the automotive uh, detailing industry. Uh, I won't go into all that. That's just boring for most people, other than the fact that I'm still doing it now 23 years later. It's changed a lot. It's morphed into this and to this over the years, but whatever the case, it continues in its present form as I drive out to dealerships of various sizes and I work on cars uh, for area dealerships. An off, like an off-site vendor, contractor type. And so I've landed in several different places that are very interesting around here since we moved here several years ago, but about a year, year and a half ago, I felt compelled to go to this very small dealership in an insanely small town. I don't even know how a major um, car brand dealership exists there, but it does. It's my favorite place to work, hands down, my favorite place, because I really enjoy people. I enjoy just talking with people, and, and this industry does not really lend itself to that too much compared to what I used to do for work, which was uh, more private work uh, for actual individuals. And so I've really missed that since we've moved here, but this, this specific dealership has the facets of that already, which is very nice. It's, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice change from most places I'm in. And so these people here, I enjoy being around them for the most part. I like them. I enjoy them, although very different from me. I just enjoy the camaraderie of a, of a friendship with them. And so I go there once a week. And again, I cannot stress enough how small this town is. Remote. I don't even know what their population is. I don't know if they know. <laughs> it's very, very small. If Susie had twins, you would see a big spike in the, in the uh, percentages of inhabitants of this small town. Residents. 
So be that as it may, I go there every week and I do work and like stick with me because this, you're going to be like, Joel, what in the world are you talking about? You're, this isn't story time. Well, it kind of is. I, I enjoy embellishing things. <laughs> and and at, at this dealership, I often work on rainy days there. It's one of the few places I go that has indoor workspace. I love it in the winter. And I can go there and work on rainy days where other places I'm restricted by the weather. And so today was another rainy day there, and I was working inside and um, talking with some of the guys that worked there for a little bit off and on, and then they went to lunch, and so I had some time by myself. And I've been listening to um, some messages from the conference that we went to this weekend, just kind of reflecting, asking the Lord, like, what have, is there anything I've missed about what you're speaking and, and what was within that for us? I'm just listening and so I'm kind of in that frame of mind, and, and I'm just working. Well, at this, at, this, at this specific dealer, in their detail department, they have delivered every week, I guess, I don't know what kind of regularity, this bag of shop towels delivered. You think, well, okay, where's this going? Well, I promise, I promise, just stick with me. So they have this bag of shop towels that I came across, you know, when I first started working there. But basically what it is, it's not like microfiber towels or even terry towels they're they're cut up garments um <laughs> large portions of shirts of various types of clothing cut up in varying sizes cleaned and put in a bag and sealed and delivered to this detail shop at the at the dealer i don't even know who who in the world gives them who do they, who do they buy these from i don't even know it's very strange, and so over the course of time of me working there, I'll on occasion grab one for a project I'm doing so I don't have to go back out to my truck. And it's always interesting because it like might be a, an 80s shirt, you know, with an interesting color pattern or anything like that. It's, very, it's always, it's not always, but sometimes it's intriguing to see what it is I pull out of that thing. And so I did that today as I've done many times as I'm, I had finished up a vehicle and I had to pull it into another building in the rain. And so I thought, well, I'll grab one of these towels from, from there, from their bag of towels, because I didn't want to use one of mine because it'd get stuff on my towels that I don't want on mine because I reuse and repurpose mine for the type of detail work I do and those they consider disposable. So I grab a, to a towel, a, a rag, from this bag, and, and I put it in my pocket, and when I get around to the building, I begin to use it, and I, I wipe off behind the wheels and all this and that and the other. And I feel something in my hand. And it's like plastic feeling. I thought, well, is there a sticker on this remnant of, of clothes or, or who knows what? What is that? And, I, and so I look at it, I grab it in like the, the plasticky piece and I, and, I, and I hold it up and of course I kind of straighten it out and I look at it and it's this little like half dollar size piece of plastic that's sewn to this garment. Okay, now, now again, I've got to insert where I am now. I am in Nowhereville, Southwestern Virginia. I mean nowhere. 
not much comes through right here. There's not much going on, and there probably never will be. And so I look at this, and I see that there's, there's words on this little plastic button thing on this garment piece. And it's got a design on the top and the bottom. I'll probably, pay, I'll probably take a picture of it and post it with the podcast so you'll already see what I'm talking about, which, which would be a spoiler, I know. But this is what it said, and I, I just started like saying to myself, what in the world? It says, this piece of fabric comes from a costume worn by a Cirque du Soleil artist. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Did I read that right? So again, I look at this little piece of plastic that's sewn on here, and it says, this piece of fabric comes from a costume worn by a Cirque du Soleil artist. And I'm just like, what in the world? How, what kind of road did this little piece of cloth take to get here? How in the world did that happen? If you don't know what Cirque du Soleil is, I mean, I've not been to one, but I know what they are. They travel around. They have these huge, modern, cool tents, and they do these really fascinating, although I would not go to one because I think it's got too much freaky stuff, but like theatrical performance stuff that is kind of like cool but weird circus-y. You probably know what it is, but there's probably a couple people that would listen to this that have no clue. So whatever the case, I'm just saying like they're kind of a big deal. I remember when we lived in Atlanta, they always had a huge tent set up. Well, not always, but for months at a time set up down um, right downtown. Um inside the perimeter and it was just this cool thing that would always sell out and you know it was always this big performance thing big cities I think they're set up permanently probably somewhere Vegas I would assume for sure and so I'm just looking at this and I'm just kind of laughing to myself and I'm just like how in the world did this piece of fabric get here like how what journey did that thing take to get here in my hand in this car dealership's detail shop in the middle of nowhere. And so as I just kind of chuckled and you know went about my business, I just got to thinking about that's a very unlikely circumstance. That's a very unlikely path for that little shred of fabric to take to get here. No one would ever guess that that would ever be possible. Somebody probably, someone probably paid money for that, I would guess. They probably bought that. Who, I mean, <laughs> I haven't really even looked at what it looks like necessarily held up, stretched out, but somebody probably bought that as a souvenir, or I don't know how that works, or why it even exists. But I just got to thinking about, I've been thinking on faith this morning, I've been texting with a brother, about faith and, you know, the, just the faith built upon faith, upon faith, upon faith life. And committing ourselves to that and believing in faith that it, it can become a normal cycle for us for the rest of our days. 
And so as I ran across this randomly ridiculous, uncommon fabric, I just I was just talking to the Lord about, God, thank you for expanding my faith. Thank you for bringing me into a season of great faith that I've not known before. A gift of faith. We're told in the scriptures that it's a gift from God. It, it comes from Him. It is brought to us from Himself. A gift. And so I just want to, and as I recorded yesterday um, about the asking the question of what things have you been given that have just gone unknown, unnoticed, forgotten, put on the shelf, if you will, of your life, that the Lord is saying, hey, hey, remember that? I'd kind of like to bring that back out. I'd really like you to, to uh, sit down and look at that again, you know, and, and seek me. Ask me why I gave that to you. Maybe you thought it was for something else. Maybe you thought it was for someone else. Maybe you thought it was for only for a certain season. You know, we could go on and on. But like, even in this moment, like, I just have this desire to stir up. We, we see in the scripture the stirring up of faith in one another. Laying on hands, stirring up faith. Like, I just want to do that. Because why? Because I've been given the gift of faith. I've been given expectation. Now, we have to, we have to tend to that. We have to be a people of faith, yes. But sometimes I think we just have to yield to the gift. Walking walking out the possession of the gift. That y'all, we've been given an incredible gift of faith. And so like, what? in what ways are you limiting God's ridiculous pattern, journey, and ways in your own life? Like if, if whoever bought this, I mean, I don't know, I could come up with several parables type storylines of but like who would ever thought that this little piece of fabric would land in my hand today where it did? Nobody would have guessed that. When that when that artist was wearing that piece of clothing years ago performing for some huge crowd in some fancy venue who knows where? Who ever would have thought that this would have ended up wiping dirt off of a Chevy Tahoe today? In the, in the hills of southwestern Virginia. Unforeseen. Unexpected. A really quite surprising journey to get to where it has. And so, friend, what, what are you expecting? You know, I have friends in my life who are very full of faith. And I have others in my life who just really don't expect much. And I just wonder... Even for my own life, as I, as, I, as I say these own words to you, to myself. What am I expecting? And how much, as I shared months ago when I was talking about the expansion of faith, Sarah being, she always comes to my mind, Sarah conceived by the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit by her faith. Her faith became the power to physically conceive a child. And so we have to start giving ourselves to believe 
that you know what? The level of my faith is more than just wishful thinking. Again, we are told clearly in scriptures that faith is a substance. Imagine faith being a huge block of concrete, a rock, a substance, something identifiable, something noticeable is to be your faith. Our faith is more than just hoping for the best. And just, well, God, I believe you're I believe you're good. I believe you'll just do it. You're good. Who am I to know? Who am I to change anything? I think we have to raise our standards. I think we have to have a greater expectation and anticipation of the supernatural work of God being carried out within us as instruments and vessels here now on the earth. I really do believe that there is much dependent upon our faith. We have become a faithless people. Let's just be honest. We don't have Hebrews 11 faith in um, majority Christianity today. It does not exist. Hebrews 11 faith. I look around and I say, where is it, God? Where is the faith of Abraham? Well, I don't know. But as I continue to come back, keep looking for it, Joel. It does exist. And first and foremost, do it, be it, possess it, labor, practice, stir it up, be stirred up by others, stir it up in others. May faith return to the earth again, friends. The Hebrews 11 faith and expectation of the eternal God who's desiring and longing to reveal himself to all of creation. So just like this crazy piece of fabric, what in your life is just waiting to be placed within the journey to take it somewhere that aside from faith and aside from God's miraculous works and ways that we cannot understand would never happen. It would never happen other than just by like, I don't even know. I don't know how that happened. God is good. God is faithful, perfect in every way. Looking and longing, I would say, for a people who believe it and who expect it and who anticipate not just him being faithful, but us being faith-filled to the point that we carry out what he is faithful to accomplish in us, in our households, in our gatherings, in the nations that covers the whole earth. So be encouraged today, my friend. Be a man of faith. Be a man of faith. Man of faith. May they come. May we be them. Amen.